Media.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock the Dino 9, GameZilla. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the GameZilla Media Studios, the producer, the Deadite Knight. It's-a me, the Deadite Knight. Oh, welcome <laughs> to episode 265. That wasn't bad, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just one one thing, and then I went right back to my normal voice. You're like, ah! Uh, oh! Oh! <laughs> If you can't tell, I never tell Grim what I'm going to say or how I'm going to no, say after I have he no pitches idea. to me. Yeah, yeah. So I just respond with like a one weird little reaction, and then I go right into <laughs> episode 265 of the Games of the Podcast, brought to you by our supporters at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. As a patron, your contribution goes to continued support and growth of GameZilla Media. We appreciate it immensely. And, you know, your patronage can start as low as $1 a month, giving you access to vote on the news topics and the discussion topics here on the GameZilla podcast, as well as early access to the Legend of Retro's Retro Relapse videos. And, of course, there's the unique content level, the exclusive content level at just $5 a month. Gives you access to the recordings of the GameZilla Patreon pre-show our wrestling podcast, Dungeon of Doom, as well as the Legend of Retro Game Shark, Last Action Podcast. They put one up there as well. All the podcasts here at the at GameZilla Media put up one, at least one exclusive show a month for you to enjoy there as a exclusive patron. So start your patronage today. We appreciate it immensely, and thank you to all of our patrons. Absolutely. So uh, we... We're covering E3 last week. We had multiple shows. We did not get in our last show, which would have been our Nintendo recap. So we're going to do it today because it still deserves to be talked about. And, you know, last week was just, it was chaos. We had so much stuff going on, um, both locally and obviously with E3. So um, we appreciate everybody that enjoyed the multiple shows and understood why that final show didn't make it. But here it is for you today. Nintendo E3 recap. Let's get into the news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching GameZillaMedia.com. Downloading headlines. Now, Sheriff, what about this monster story of yours? Download. All right, we talked about Microsoft. We talked about so. We talked about Microsoft. <laughs> And we, we talked about Bethesda, Ubisoft. Now it's time to talk about the big in Nintendo. Sony had a tremendous show, show of the year. Sony won E3. That's right. Sony won E3 by not showing up. It was a weird E3, and I think a big part of it was Sony wasn't there. But Nintendo did come through and had a lot to uh, to talk about. There was some some surprises, some you know. Both positive and negative, and I think we're gonna we're gonna go over all of that. We're gonna start by picking some of our top pieces of the show, and then I think Dead Eye and I'll take a little bit of time to cover you know, some of our own personal disappointments of what uh, happened there, and really kind of just close off E3 coverage for 2019 and move on 
uh, so you get ready for our next the next convention that's gonna start uh, slinging new new information towards us about Xboxes and play PS5s and Switch Pros and who knows what else. So all right, and don't forget about the Atari VCS. Yep, it wasn't we, just a big console of the coming year. We did learn more about it. It wasn't necessarily positive news. But Might thankfully, not be fake. Might not be fake. But thankfully, fake. but thankfully, it's not Nintendo news, so we don't have to talk about it. All right. Um, don't worry. I'll update the doc to make sure we talk about it later. That's fair. That, we probably could do that. <laughs> no one wants that. So let's get started here. We're going to go down the list in chronological order of how Nintendo kind of had their show. We're going to skip over some things. So if you watched it, you know, just like we did, don't get upset if I missed something. It, it, it was we did it on purpose. If you care a lot about something we missed and you want to talk about it with us and others, that's when you join the Discord. And you go to gameslimity.com, you click that Discord button, you talk with gamers from around the world every day for free. That's where we hang out every day and talk like this. So... So if you're, if you're going to be upset that we're not going to talk about Dark Crystal's Age of Resistance tactics, get in the Discord and talk to the other tactics fans <laughs> Oh, I was definitely going to talk about that one. Well, I spoiled it. We're not talking about it now. <laughs> All right. Uh, our first one up was uh, Dragon Quest Echoes of Elusive Age Definitive Edition S. Uh, this was kind of like a dual purpose thing, right? They they talked about the the game. It's going to have a release date of September twenty seventh, twenty nineteen. You're going to be able to swap from sixteen bit to modern graphics, all that stuff. But also, didn't they end up um, announcing that these characters are coming to Smash? Absolutely. Which I think was in the leaks that happened months ago. I think the hero from Dragon Quest was one of the ones on there because, again, I remember going. Yeah. So the first two, yeah. the first two DLC fighters they've announced for Smash Ultimate have made me go. I'm glad I didn't buy that fighter pack because I also don't care. Like you know, Dragon Quest, I understand is a very popular JRPG. I think the design of the games looks very aesthetically pleasing. If I were to play a JRPG, if you were like, here, play. A, a Final Fantasy game or play a Dragon Quest game like this looks a little bit more like it's something I would enjoy, but it moves the needle none for me to have this person added to Smash because it's just another sword fighter. I don't yeah, care. Another sword fighter. Um, the the thing that I guess like I'm not a huge Dragon Quest player as well, but the when they showed the whole swap and we already knew this too, but the the swap of 16 bit to modern graphics did intrigue me a bit. Where I go, man, do I? Do I end up picking this game up? But I don't know. I mean, it's another JRPG that people uh, you know love. They love the Dragon Quest series. This has been a very uh, positive game for many people across the many platforms that it's been playable on already. And now it's coming to the Switch relatively soon. And we're getting the, the addition to Smash, which, just like you, I just don't care. Yeah. So Now, now am I correct in... in- I'm sure someone in our Twitch or our Facebook chat would would correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Dragon Quest like the biggest game in Japan? It's like one of the most iconic and popular games in Japan. Now, I did appreciate, did you see that they released, um, they re-released the slime controller for the Switch? Okay, I saw that and I was like, I don't ever have a need to own it. But I would love to at least hold it and play with it one time. Yeah, I, I'm one of those people that, like that looks like the most this ridiculous, uncomfortable controller that I would never want to use, but I want to just put it in one of my display cases. 
just because I love I, I the the slime the slime is iconic when it comes to Dragon Quest. So for me, I'm like that's really sweet. And I remember they had released that controller maybe for like the PS4 or something, but now they're releasing a Switch version of it. And uh, yeah, it um, you know it is cool looking. I don't know how expensive it is, but special tie-in controllers are always cool. Yeah, uh, we did get that. We did get someone to respond to you, Player One Miggy, on the Twitch side of our stream on Gamesville Media. Uh, it is a pretty huge. It is pretty huge in Japan. So, so it it makes go. sense as an addition to Smash Brothers from that standpoint. And it's the same thing yeah. with Persona. Persona's not necessarily that popular here, but it is, I think, a pretty popular game in Japan. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of people that are excited about this announcement. It just so happens that the two people on this podcast just it didn't it didn't register, uh, you know, on our nerd gauge. So, all right, we're gonna we're gonna move on. I think, right? We're yes. yes. Next up. Luigi's Mansion 3, <laughs> yeah. later re- released later in 2019. Um, firm day, the actual day has not been confirmed, but um, we did get to see a comprehensive multiplayer mode as well as a some more previews of the single player campaign and Gooigi. That's why I'm excited. I want to go- play as Gooigi. So I've played very little uh, Luigi's Mansion ever. And I own it on the 3DS, and I think I, I do own it on the GameCube. So, I've, again, I've dabbled a little bit. It's a fun game. I got nothing wrong with it. But when they showed me Guiji and then the mechanic of Guiji, I was like, yep, I'm in. I am in 100%. This, you got me. You got me with this little cheeky design here. So, Guiji, for, for anyone listening that didn't watch the Direct, uh, so much of the Luigi's Mansion franchise takes notes from Ghostbusters, which really I should love Luigi's Mansion way more than I do. And I, I do like it uh, quite a bit for the little I played. I've played about five hours of Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. And every time I pick it back up, I go, why do I ever put this game down? Uh, but just like in uh, in Ghostbusters, slime is you know important aspect of it. Gooigi is a goo or slime clone of Luigi that you use to solve puzzles. And uh, I... I was excited when Luigi's Mansion 3 got announced. Seeing the trailer made me extremely excited for this game. And then the developer came out and said, hey, there's going to be more puzzles in this game. There's going to be more to do in this game. Because I know one of the reasons that I started to play Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, because I never played the original, got five hours into it, was having a really good time with it, but also didn't feel like there was quite enough puzzle or challenge to it. So uh, I've just been burning through it when I do sit down and do play sessions, so I would love to see a few more puzzles, and if that's what we're going to get out of Luigi's Mansion 3, awesome. Uh, plus, they showed off a a cooperative, it almost looks like an arcade mode where you're playing as a team of Luigi's that go from floor to floor, catching as many ghosts in your vacuum as you can. I was like, oh, that looks really fun. Uh, and also, they showed off that there's going to be two-player local co-op where yeah. one person plays as Gooigi and one as Luigi. I'm really interested to see what that is because I have found the cooperative experience that is offered in Mario games is often really lame. Like, you can play as the little star in Mario Galaxy if you're player two. I think in Mario Odyssey there might have been a little two-player element. It's, it's just like little things. It's like, well, this isn't even really fun. I'm still more or less watching the other the main person play. So if there's 
fully fleshed out gameplay with two Luigis on the screen, to me, that's really appealing. Yeah, I mean, again, for a franchise that I'm not like super in with, this this was that trailer that got kind of like sold me and got me excited, and even like some of the um, the treehouse um, demonstrations, and even Doug Bowser for his first appearance here at E3 for Nintendo, um, he focused on Luigi Mansion Three, and he even even the stuff he was talking about had me listening. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like the Gooigi mechanic. I thought it was super funny. The multiplayer, especially the fact that it's like a co-op uh, PvE mm-hmm. style um, options seemed really, really interesting to me. Um, almost like a horde mode style. And yeah, I mean, well, it's coming out this year. We don't have that firm date, but this year it, it definitely will be a game I pick up. I could see it being a September or... Yeah. No, Link's Await, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, is around that. I, maybe it, it'd be smart if they did it uh, a couple weeks before Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. That would be actually really smart. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Good call. All right. Next, uh, yeah. Next up, Link's Awakening. Oh, hey. Guess, huh. Didn't guess, see that coming. Guess what? We have a release date for that game that I didn't just almost spoil a whole segment too early. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be released on September 20th, 2019, and the game is going to introduce a new dungeon creator mode, that which we got so to cool. see. And the second that hit, I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh, that looks... like Because, like, I don't know, I, you know, I play Zelda games. I've played Breath of the Wild, never finished it. You know, people love it, and um, they attack me all the time. Like, you have to finish it. You have to go back and play it. And I, I appreciate. It is the best. I respect Zelda for what it is. I give it all the credit in the world. I'm not. I'm not a uh, a jazzy type person where it's just like Zelda sucks. I just for me, it's it's not a game that I necessarily finish. Like I beat Ocarina of Time back in the day, and I played. Like there are Zelda games that I finished. I just sometimes they just don't get completed. This game, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's cute. You know the st- the art style and everything. And I'm like, but it didn't like, um, I wasn't necessarily for sure going to play it. And so then to this during this um, presentation, though, when they showed the dungeon creator, I was like, I instantly started thinking about like, well, it kind of reminded me of Mario Maker, you know, in that way where I'm like, well, could I make some really cool dungeons and, and have fun, like even having my friends play through these dungeons or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I started thinking that way where it got me more interested in it. And um, that mode alone has has definitely pushed me more on the side of, yeah, I'll probably end up picking this up. Yeah, I, I despite me rarely finishing Zelda games, I'm currently in Ganon's, I'm in Hyrule Castle in Breath of the Wild. I'm near the end game and I just kind of don't want it to end because yeah. I love the game so much. Um Zelda games are almost a must buy for me, even though I rarely finish them. I just have so much fun getting immersed in the world. And I've, I didn't play Link's Awakening on the Game Boy. So this is an opportunity for me to enjoy something with that fresh eyes. Yeah, that is true. Is that you, you, this is similar to like Samus Returns for me, where I got to really enjoy Metroid 2 for the for yeah. really the first time because I didn't, I didn't play it that much on the Game Boy. So, yeah, I mean, I pick up most Zelda games even if I don't play them. Like, there's something that I'd like to have in my library. So uh, this is just that extra mode where I go, well, now I feel like it'll definitely make its way into my system at some point just so I can mess around with this mode, which then will probably lead me into the story. And because it's going to play more in that style of 
you know, like I really loved Minish Cap. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I've enjoyed some of the handheld uh, versions of Zelda versus the console versions of Zelda. Um, that maybe actually I end up falling in love with this game. So we'll see. But we got a release date. The new dungeon mode looks really cool. Um, win-win. Don't think we got to dump any more into that. What's the next piece you wanted to hit on this list? Because uh, I feel like we're going to be skipping a few things here and jumping maybe to uh, The Witcher. Yeah, the, the quick things in between, just because I think there are fans of our show that would care about this. Uh, Trials of Mana is a new Secret of Mana, Legend of Mana game that's coming to Nintendo Switch, and they are releasing the Collection of Mana, which was a Japan exclusive here uh, in North America. Uh, and then they showed off some more uh, Fire Emblem stuff, and we got a release date of July 26th. I think it looks really interesting. I'm really intrigued by the story. We know I'm really cheap and probably won't spring a full 60 bucks to play a Fire Emblem game, but I at least think it looks good. So if you're a Fire Emblem fan, there's stuff to be excited about. But yes, the next thing I actually really want to talk about is that they announced The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, is coming to Nintendo Switch later this year. Now, and this is something that you were actually, I don't want, do I want to say excited about? Yeah, it's fair to say I was excited about it because... Because I was deflated on it. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not like a up and up and throw my arms in joy here. I'm just kind of like, okay, cool. See, so feels so, like Skyrim being thrown out, like for the eight billionth time, in my opinion. I think I think it's part of it. Like the the hype train for The Witcher is so strong, and I'm never ever going to sit down in front of my TV and play a what is it hundred hour Witcher game. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Like I know that it's just like an it's a really long game. It can be, yeah. But if 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 I caught this game on sale. And I knew, hey, I'm going to have a little bit of time that I'll sit and play this handheld or something. Like, it could be a really fun game for a road trip or something because, you know, it's like basically endless because I'll never make it to that point in the game. And it's supposed, everyone says The Witcher's really good. So just for the fact that it now opens the door of opportunity for me to maybe play it someday, it was exciting. And it's cool to see such a celebrated game make it as a port to Nintendo Switch. I'm going to take a really hard take on The Witcher for someone that, that only played about half of it. Okay. Which is still a that means yeah. you put a lot of time. I put into a lot it. of time into it, but then and, and Jade played like all of it. Okay, so J- Jade, the RPG yeah. queen. Yeah. So, but the thing, the thing about The Witcher Three is it's a it's a very good game. I have like I and I love CD Projekt Red. They're 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 a developer tr- that truly care about gamers and their fans. I feel like Witcher Three is one of the most like overhyped games in the world mm-hmm. of all time. Like, it really is that game that when you sit back and look at it, and it's funny, we have an article that a fan wrote, right? Uh, BMC wrote it, and it, it was basically like a little, like, a grab a grab article where it's like, the, um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is better than Witcher 3 or whatever, right? And because of it, a lot of people are still, ch- to this day, this is, a, this is coming on, like, a 10-month-old blog, and people are still commenting on this blog. Well, we got a comment just yesterday that was somebody saying, 
Witcher 3 is actually the worst Witcher game out of all the Witcher games. And when and when you truly think about all of the decisions that you have to make in the game, mm-hmm. they all end up meaning nothing because of the way that the game like traverses that yeah. like all of these choices that you feel are building these big decisions really are minuscule and don't do a whole lot. And, and so when you look at the construction of the game, does it tell a great story? Sure. Is that what you is that all you want out of a game? Maybe. And then at that point, praise Witcher for what it is. But for what an RPG and what a what an adventure game is supposed to be, if you're going to give that give that player the ability to to direct their own story around maybe different story angles, well, like uh, a Kotar, tr- yeah, yeah, or Kotar, yeah, or like you know, any, even simpler, like a uh, like an Infamous, where you can be good or evil, right? Like something like that, where you have different story lines that you can travel. But this one really just kind of merges into one, mm-hmm. even though you're picking. And so, I don't know, like, again, it's not the popular opinion here. I'm going to get chewed up on the Discord about it, but it is a very overhyped game. Um, the mechanics aren't the greatest. You know, there's a lot of things to me that just, it pulled me out of the game and I lost interest. So, when I think about it coming to the Switch and the limitations of the Switch and the game that already frustrated me, I'm like, eh, I just don't think this is a game that I want to play on the Switch. Yeah, that's where I'm at with it. For people that have never played The Witcher, didn't, and like you said, you're not going to sit in front of a TV because you don't, unless it's Jurassic World Evolution. Which, if I had that handheld, you'd never see me again, you, right? And so <laughs> I get, I get the 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 excitement around that. It's the same idea that there's rumors right now that Fantasy Star Online Two, which got announced for the Xbox, could also be coming to the Switch. I'll never see you again. And like to me, that excites me. Even though the experience on the Xbox might be better, the fact that I could have it on the Switch on the go does excite me. So I do understand that aspect of it. I just think Witcher 3, I'm ready for Cyberpunk 2077. I'm ready for CG Project Red to show us what's next and how they've evolved and how they're, they're going to take a, what they did a good job here. I'm not saying it's bad, but now they're going to do an amazing just experience that we'll never forget. And that's the, that's where I'm at. I'm I'm past The Witcher. I don't care if it comes out on whatever system. Well, the next game has gonna have you frothing at the mouth with excitement. I don't know about that. Resident Evil Five and Six are coming to the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> oh, sorry, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Resident Evil Five and Six, Grim's two favorite Resident Evil games. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, Resident Evil Five is actually one of my favorite Resident Evil games yeah. because it was where Chops and I formed our friendship. We actually became friends because we played that game together, co-op, and drove each other insane by just letting each other die in traps and stuff. But it was fun. That sums up your friendship with Chops But Resident well. Evil 5 was that, like, it, it didn't feel like a Resident Evil horror survival. It felt more of like an arcade, like, like adventure game, and I actually liked that. So, like, I was more into it because it was more action-based, more ammunition, more just free-firing. You weren't necessarily, like, hoarding bullets and, and trying to spare them because you didn't know the next time you find one. Like, I was more into that. Um, then, and I really enjoyed Resident Evil 4, which is a lot of people's favorites, but even playing like some of the originals growing up, like I really liked 5, um, especially from that two-player co-op mode. But Resident Evil 6, 
I don't even know why they still bother even talking about this game. Like, let it go, man. Let this thing die and disappear. Resident Evil 6 was a dumpster fire. It is the definition of dumpster fire. I hated that game. That that game, no. Like, is this? Have they announced that this is like a combo where I, I get both? I, I don't if imagine. It is, it is. I'm actually not gonna buy five because I'd have to buy six. Like that's how bad six is. But if they're separate, then yeah, I'll pick I, up five. The rest of them that they've put out on the Switch eShop have been solo. Yeah. But six, like I, I get it. It's there. You might as well throw it out there. But you might as well make that the free game. Like just give it away for free. I'd play it for free. I know you would, and you would then come back and be like, oh. Oh wow, this is bad. Yeah, I don't really like Resident Evil games. Every time I try to get into them, I like because I bought Revelations. And I think I, you'd I, like five. Yeah, you know, I, 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 if I had to guess which one I would like, it'd probably be five. I have, I have four on Steam that was a gift from uh, Sci-Fi AJ. Yeah, it runs really bad on my computer. I bet. So I, tr- I tried playing four. Four's, four is actually, I mean, four is amazing. I tried playing the the HD remake of one, and I couldn't get into it. You know, I just I can't get into the games, but. Again, this is still one of those things that it's cool to see these big big name titles, third party titles coming to the Switch. Yeah, I I mean, so here's the thing about six. The, like I, I dog six, it, it tried to be similar action based that that five was, yeah. but you 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 like go down different story lanes for different characters. Mm-hmm. So you're like going down this this the story arc that you care about, and then it just like completely rips you out of that story arc and sends you down a different story arc. For like over like six different characters, it's just like I get what they were trying to do. It just didn't work, and it made everything messy and everything like. And you cared less about everything because you couldn't really focus on what you wanted to focus on. So overall, six was a disaster. Um, these come out for what nineteen ninety nine each or something like that. Great. Anything above that, it's a complete ripoff. And you know, find them on sale for nine ninety nine this holiday. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I don't know if we need to go into it a lot, uh, but they showed off No More Heroes 3. Yeah, we need to go into this. No More Heroes 3 looked great. So I I think the only thing I want to say about this is that No More Heroes, which is a good franchise, uh, a lot of people have enjoyed it, and um, they've they've been waiting for this next one because the one that previously hit on the Switch... What was Travis Returns or something like that? Travis Strikes Again. Yeah. Um, didn't didn't perform well. It was kind of just repetitive and it wasn't it didn't have that same flair that the previous games have had. Here here's my point. No More Heroes to me was a brand on the Wii and a series on the Wii that carried a lot of excitement, a lot of hype. But for but with the Travis Strikes Again top down action game that was released. It to me sort of tainted tainted the brand and the the branding of the game to release this side game, but it felt like they weren't really clear about this was being a side game. If they would have if they would have released this and also announced a proper No More Heroes three was coming in two years right, or whatever, right. there was just something about that game that sort of soured the whole franchise for me. And I don't know, it just I have no reason other than as a consumer, one one game that didn't look interesting soured the whole franchise. For yeah, this trailer though, though it was just a cinematic, was really cool. Got me hyped up and made me feel like this is the no more hero game, heroes game that we were waiting for. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to play this on the Switch because I felt I think you're right. I think that last one that hit, we were like, we were expecting a full blown game when really it was almost kind of like, oh, we got a mobile game instead. You know, yeah. like that's kind of what it felt like. So. 
I don't know. I was I was happy with that trailer. I want to see more. Uh, it's going to be released in 2020, but uh, that's all we got. Next up is one that, um, you know, I initially got really excited for, and then I saw the gameplay, and I was like, uh-oh, we have a problem, and that is Contra Rogue corpse i was really confused by your excitement because you were texting me like yeah man and i'm like i just before the gameplay i was like this is contra <laughs> like i was like oh my god it's contra and uh it's going to be released september 24th of this year and it's um it's a 3d like action shit fast i don't even know what to say it about doesn't it look good i was like um wait what i was ready for this 2d just you know Contra game because anytime they've tried to break that third dimension, it's gone horribly wrong for them. I don't think there's been that Contra game that we can sit there and say, yep, I'm super glad that was 3D. But here we are. It's going to be coming out. I'm, I, I got really excited because there was a robot panda. Like, and I, was, I was like, that's all Deadite. I was hyped. But then again, I saw the gameplay. I was like, I, I probably can't even give my money to this. Like, I can't. And, um, you know, and then so then they follow it up, of course, with the Contra collection available the day of the announcement where you're going to get what was it like six or seven different versions of Contra, different yeah. Contras. Um, so like you get the original Contra, but you, you get the English version, the Japanese version. You get Super Contra, uh, a couple of the handheld Contras, um, Alien Corpse and, and things like that. But. So it's a good collection. Was it thirty bucks? I think it's twenty, which to me seems oh, yeah, super 20. fair. Because right, the Castlevania collection that they released a month ago or whatever was also twenty. Yeah. And I looked at both those, going, you know, if you're a fan of those series, it's a wonderful value. Yeah, twenty bucks because I think it came out to like two dollars per game. Is yeah, what you're paying. You can't go wrong if you yeah. like those games. You can't go wrong. Yeah, especially the fact that again, it's like playing Contra on the Switch just feels good. Yeah. You know, so it's just it's it's built for that type of stuff. So that was so that saved that announcement for me, where I was like, "Well, cool, Contra fans still can have this because I don't think they should get excited for this new game." What we got next? Uh, next up, they showed off a little bit from Pokemon Sword and Shield, and they announced that the uh, Pokeball Plus controller from Pokemon Let's Go would be compatible, but uh, not. As a gameplay controller, you can use it to take your Pokemon on the go, and you'll get special rewards in the game for taking a Pokemon with you in the Pokeball, which is cool. Uh, but they just, they showed off just a little bit more footage. Uh, wasn't a ton more. Later on in the day, they released a, a few Pokemon, and the, the hype level still exists. We watched it in the treehouse. Uh, they showed off that you're gonna have a you know you'll be able to use the right stick to move the camera around. This Pokemon world looks really big. It looks really good, and. The more they've shown off about this game, the more my level of excitement has grown, even though it's still capped out at a certain level because I look at this like Dynamax giant Pokemon stuff and go, looks kind of dumb, but it's still Pokemon, <laughs> so I'm still excited. Come on, man. Giant Pokemon where they just fight each other giant size. You know, the only way that Game Freak and Nintendo can redeem this, okay, the only way, the I'm calling it out. I will I will come back on this podcast with a full retraction. If at some point in the game there is a giant Dynamax Dragonite, like from the first season of the anime, where there's just a giant Dragonite like waiting through the water, and as a kid you're like, why is Dragonite so big? This doesn't make sense. If they put it in the new game, I would have like a it took me 20 years to get here kind of geek out moment. Okay. All right. But... In all reality, though, the Dynamax thing is kind of like 
you sit back and you watch it, like what some of the fans have created with like Fusion. Remember yeah. when they were when they were getting yeah. shut down with some of these cool ideas? Like, there's so many cooler mechanics that you could have done than just jumbo sized them. Like, you already supercharged them with EX and Mega and all this stuff, but like, and now you're just making them Godzilla. Like, you're just making them giant kaiju's to fight each other instead of cute little you know creatures. Yeah, okay, here I guess here, they're still cute. They're just giant. Here's one more thing that could get me on board with the Dynamax. If they nothing, if they add this animation, the name's you, even stupid. It's really it sounds like a diet pill. <laughs> um, if Dynamax dropped thirty pounds in thirty seconds, <laughs> guaranteed be, become, that you'll die. Become supersized when your heart explodes with Dynamax. Um, <laughs> If they add an animation where when you go Dynamax, the trainer runs up and stabs the Pokemon in the neck with a syringe and just pumps some serum into it. And like, and like a gross giant size. That's never going to But I'd be into it. I know you'd be into it, but yeah, there's no way. You can scratch that one off your list already. But the first, time, the first, time, already. The first time you Dynamax evolve, you're going to think about this moment and just, and just and be, be like, disappointed. Hey, that would have been mean, awesome. Yeah, you just ruined the game even more for for me um on the good news of pokemon sword and shield is we did get to see some new pokemon and i got a gift i got a corgi pokemon just just we like your little corgi guy upstairs pokemon that looks like my evil loki upstairs uh you know that little that little tr um sable colored corgi he's an mm -hmm. electric style pokemon so i'm uh, i'm excited at one point to run like six of them Straight and just a whole pack. Yeah, just a whole pack of corgi. Yeah, take them, take them into, take them into some like, what? What's my, what's my, what's their weakness then? Or what, what do I want to attack? A uh, water? Or, yeah, you just yeah. want to yeah. water and I'm birds. Gonna go into, and... Yeah, I'm gonna go into water and just obliterate everything. Let me lay this down there for you. If this happens, one, you need to talk about how smart I am on the show, and two, you're gonna have a really long time trying to get one. What happens? If the shiny is colored like your other oh, corgi Thor with more the man. The, the the dark uh, the dark black Ooh, and white spot, that's not good. I don't know if that's worse for me or my wife. <laughs> she have to like, grind she's up. She's never to get a, a, she's never been a shiny hunter, but yeah. she might at that point. Yeah, she has to get a Thor because that way, if if the two corgi Pokemon look like both your dogs, yeah. Oh man, that would be. Uh, yeah, you, it'd be a smart move by Game Freak to know that those are two common variety. Color wise of Corgi yeah. to yeah. do that. Yeah, that will be interesting actually. I didn't think about that. But it is super cool. We get a Corgi, uh, a Corgi Pokemon, so I'm all into that. But um can we just take a moment to talk about this dumb sheep Pokemon that people are losing their goddamn minds over? Yeah. Do you am I missing something? Like, why is this Pokemon becoming like internet famous? You know, <sighs> It's a it's a dumb looking sheep it's, Pokemon. Is it similar to last generation when like Rowlet completely took over the internet for like a week? Yeah, but Rowlet's cool. Rowlet is super Rowlet cool. Rowlet is an owl. Yeah. This is like a sheep Pokemon. Like, Let me Google it again because I'm trying. It's try just a ball. Is it anything? Is it really that different than Mareep? No. no. I, I I I don't know. I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I'm, Maybe someone in the stream here can actually okay, explain I'm, it. To I'm me. looking at it. I mean, it's cute. Wulu, people are losing their damn minds over this thing. Wulu, I'm not gonna lie, I wouldn't mind having you in my party. You're adorable, and adorable is part of the fun of Pokemon. Of course, there's already fan art of it evolving into like some busty sheep lady, which I'm not 
really interested in. Oh, also there was that sweet, sweet ass crow yeah. and that giant turtle they showed off. They yeah. showed off a couple cool Pokemon. See, like I feel like everything they showed off was cool that was cooler than the sheep. But the sheep is like winning oh everybody. I just don't get it. So I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you. I got I don't I don't understand memes or the youth. I just hate it when like one of the dumb Pokemon all of a sudden get all this attention and there's so many cool Pokemon that just kind yeah. of left in the dark. Like when on a podcast you set up a bracket to vote for the best Pokemon <laughs> and the two people voting on the show decide to derail everything and just pick Psyduck to be the best of the original Pokemon. I think that's just the way it went, man. I think that was just like that was the that was the way it was supposed to go. It's not okay to lie to the people that listen to the show. You <laughs> listen, know how it went. All the people that listen to the show, if they were around back then, they know that we answered with our heart. Your heart is corrupt and black. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, it's good. To, it's good to see some more Pokemon information. Uh, moving on to the next game, uh, we got a release date. They showed off a little bit, and uh, there might be another detail you want to talk about for this. But Damon X Machina uh, released September thirteenth of this year. Uh, it's that mech that with the badass music mech game. You're flying around, blowing things up. It looks really cool. I don't think I'll ever play it just because like mechs don't really draw me in as a, a personal interest. But the game looks cool. It looks really cool. But the last uh, beta that I played for it, the control scheme was so weird mm -hmm. that I had to change everything. So, I mean, that's not, again, the fact that I can change everything doesn't make it a deal breaker. The game looks cool. It looks wild. Um, you know, I feel like this is one of those games for me, like Xenoblade Chronicles 2, right? Like, I was like, ooh, I'm gonna, like, it's not my game, but I'm gonna buy it and I'm gonna get in, this is when I'm gonna get into this, like, this franchise, this style. And so, like, this game, I'm like, ooh, I'm not a big mech guy, but this is the mech game that I think I'm going to get into. And I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe not. It, it, you know, our, we, I mean, our boy Invalid put like 100 hours into the demo. Into the demo, yeah. <laughs> but September 13th, you know, like, again, the problem is the timing. Is that we're right around a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. Not not just Nintendo. You're right around Borderlands 3. So, like, I don't know if uh, really this is a day one buy for me. But now, it looks cool. And now, the music is really cool. Didn't. Is it put out by Hori? Didn't they announce that there's a special controller you're going to be able to buy for this? Uh, yes, yes. The uh, the attachments for the Switch. It looks amazing. It's yeah. this big, chunky, fat controller like, that snaps onto the Switch. Yeah. And I'm like, it makes the Switch look like a, like a hoverboard that yeah. Marty McFly would find. It makes it look so big. But I'm like, man. This controller might be really good for playing Switch. Yeah, if you think of like taking a pro controller, breaking it in half, and sliding it on your Switch, that's pretty much what this is. <laughs> it looks like you take the Duke, the original yeah, Xbox yeah, controller. Right. It, it looks chunky. It does look chunky. It instantly reminded me again, and I can't believe I'm referencing this so so like twice in recent times. My like early 2000s Logitech <laughs> controller that had a keyboard in the middle of it. So, like, it literally was, like, a foot long. And, yeah, it had the joysticks on both ends. It was super chunky. And then you had a keyboard in the middle to, to type to people. But um, th th it looks cool. I really am interested because Hori makes good product. So you're, you're, I'm not worried about it necessarily being junky. But I really like the idea of not I've, – I've grown to l use the Joy-Cons. But if I could substitute the Joy-Cons for more of a traditional feeling controller on the ends and still play in that handheld mode, I'm very interested. Yeah. Yeah. And the color scheme's cool. It's that gray and red. Um, you know, gunmetal. Yeah. Gunmetal gray uh, with red buttons and, and triggers and stuff. It, it looks it looks sharp. Um, 
now we got to see price point wise and everything too. Yeah. But next one was a surprise for me. We both popped really so so Grim and I were unable to watch this in the same room. Yeah, yeah. So we were texting each other. <laughs> the same thing we did during the Microsoft show. We were just texting each other the whole time. And I was able to watch it with our friend Sasha, aka Spuds. Uh, and we were watching it together. And as soon as this popped on, I was like, wait a second, is is that this? And then you're blown up my phone in all caps. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're getting Panzar Dragoon. The old Sega game from Sega Saturn uh, that we also had uh, got to play a version of it on the Xbox. But uh, Panzer Dragoon, I played a ton of on the uh, Saturn. Uh, I actually had the trilogy at the time, which I wish I never got rid of because now it's super expensive. But... I don't know. It's that fun. It's kind of like a rail shooter. It's kind of like yeah. Star Fox. Yeah, only you're on a dragon. Yeah, and and you can like you know power up your dragon and stuff like that. But the dragons are really cool looking. You know, like the art style is really cool. So f- to get a remastered version of this, because when you go back and play, like I still have Panzer Dragoon um, for the Saturn. Or sorry, for the yeah for the Saturn. <laughs> if you go back and play that, it's rough. And when you go back and even play on the Xbox, it's rough. So to see a remaster, I'm like, oh, cool. I'm really excited because the last time I tried to play it, I was like, what the hell am I even aiming at? Like there's moments where I'm like, I'm not even sure what that is. You know, it, it's a blob. For, for, for anyone that's maybe young listening to this show, Panzer Dragoon may or may not have. You might know the follow up, the answer to this been a launch title on the Saturn or really close to launch on the Saturn. Yeah, it might have been launched. Those early Saturn games were hard polygons. Yes. With textures that look like they were made in MS Paint. Like some the early texture stuff in those 3D games was really rough. That stuff aged really, really bad. So we also gotta remember the Saturn was dropped by Sega without anybody knowing it was going to come out. It was like, oh it's available today. And retailers (laughs) are like, wait, what? We don't even have any. People are like knocking down the doors at Toys R Us like, where is the Saturn? Developers are all freaking out because their games aren't ready. And that's one reason why some of these launch titles just were so bad. Yeah. But I mean, that game still plays well, uh, being it, being a first party Sega game, um, you know. And the uh, two was good, three was good. The Xbox version, which was like Panzer Dragoon Orta, uh, Orta or something like that, yeah. um, was was fun. But yeah, I'm excited to be able to take the original, play it on the Switch in a remastered form. Um, very very excited for this game. What price point do you want it to be at? Uh, probably like forty bucks. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I hope it's not a full sixty. See, for me, be honest with you, because it's a franchise that's so far gone from people's memories. I would really think it to be a twenty to thirty dollar release. I think forty would even <sighs> still be a little steep. Because I think switch tax, you're not going to get the twenty. Are we talking about physical or digital? I assume this is going to be a digital game. I didn't even think there'd be a physical release of this one. I think there, I think you see a physical. Okay, we're we're scheming. We're, we're yeah. just scheming, which is you're only going to get here. I think I think Sega themselves with uh, with the way they've been doing some things, you know, with Sonic Mania and stuff like that, like a physical for like it, it, it might be a limited print style thing, but the fact of a limited or a, a physical version of Panzer Dragoon on the Switch, I would own it. Like yeah. I would want it on my shelf. If I can only get it in digital, you know, and and they're gonna come out with that twenty nine ninety nine, I still don't think you see a nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, just just because it's uh, remastered and stuff like that, it's not just a port, uh, straight port. Then yeah, I think you're gonna see thirty. They they probably stick a forty on it, and then maybe you find it on sale for ten bucks shortly shortly after launch. Yeah. But I'm excited. And that's coming out uh, winter. Is that right? Winter of 2019. So is that December? Is that specifically December? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, we got a winter 2019 window <laughs> is basically what we got. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's still maybe, maybe a holiday game. So yeah. um, I'm happy we're getting it this year. All right, up next is a, a game that you're pretty excited about. Yeah, this one, we so we got to see this. Um, well, did we see this two? last E3? I thought it was two, like two or three Nintendo Directs ago. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, maybe it was a Direct. But anyways, Astral Chain uh, is a game that we got to take a look at more of and uh, showed off more of the game's concept where you play as cops in a futuristic city fending off an alien invasion. Um, the game looks insane. Like I, I, you, you really have no clue what the hell's actually going on. It really looks like that Bayonetta, you know, just over-the-top insane action, and I'm okay with that. I like those games. That Devil May Cry, just ridiculous, firing bullets, flipping through the air, doing all sorts of crazy stuff, um, but Astral Chain's just that new IP that has me interested instead of playing Devil May Cry 5 or Bayonetta, you know, two, 1, 2, or 3 is what we're getting up soon here, uh, soon, next year, maybe, but um, we did get it a August 30th of 2019, so um, very soon yeah. for this game. And it looked fun. I, I'm I'm interested to see the the mechanic is a weird thing. So you're fighting these aliens and these like and and possibly alternate dimension or something. But what happens is these cops end up like capturing these aliens and then like fusing with them where they they're a team. So you're a cop and then you're this alien that once was your enemy that's now always your partner. And but but something's happening that you're realizing is that this link between these this creature is causing uh, corruption within the like the human body. So you know it's uh, it, it definitely has an interesting fragment of a story so far. I don't want to sit there and say the story looks amazing, but it's interesting enough where I'm like I want to play this. The gameplay looks fun, and the story the the pieces that we've got look interesting enough that I want to kind of understand what's happening. I agree. Yeah. Uh, moving along, uh, we got a little bit more information about Cadence of Hyrule, which is the follow-up to Crypt of the Necrodancer. And but that news is it's out already. It's already out. They gave us the release date that was, you know, a day later or so. Uh, so it came out, you know, uh, this past Thursday. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, it's it's Crypt of the Necrodancer, but all cleaned up with beautiful Nintendo sprites. It, it, it is a visual step forward for the series. Um, and it... I haven't played Crypt of the Necrodancer. I also have not yet played Cadence of Hyrule, but it is a top-down, like, dungeon-crawling game where the combat is to the beat of the music. You get, I believe, damage buffs in, in a, in you, when you attack in time. It, I think it's a game I could like a lot. I just have to get it in my hands to try it because the combat is so unique that I, I, I'm afraid to try it. Yeah, so we had a, you know, we had like a whatever, a little community party going on, and you couldn't make it. You were camping, mm -hmm. but uh, I was, we were hanging out. I was hanging out with Test. He had, he brought his Switch, and he had it, and so he was talking about it and talking about it. And he was like, "The music is just amazing. The music is amazing." And so I had my video game sealed. Like next day, he wanted to come get 
an early peek at what was for sale. So if you want to pick anything up. And I was like, hey, show me that game. So he pulls it out. The music is amazing. So think Zelda music, but just like some really cool kind of like rock and roll Zelda. Yeah, I'm going to go and, home and buy this right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I had no idea what it was. And when I watched him play it, I was really confused at first. But it was so intriguing to me that I went and bought it. Oh, after. you did? Yeah. I haven't actually had the chance to play it because it was so late that night. And I, I literally was like, I'm just going to download it. So I have it. And like, but it is really unique, really unique. But it is also just like straight up Zelda to the beat. It kind of take like take Patapon, which if you don't know what Patapon is, like you're missing out. But you take that that drum rhythm game where it was all about sticking to the beat, and then you bring in like you said a dungeon crawler, and you kind of merge these things together. And it does when you talk about it, you go that doesn't seem like it's gonna work. But then you like I watched him play it, and I was like, oh damn, that's pretty cool. It makes you think a little bit more about how how you're moving, and and then you watch them kind of move into the beat, and it's like okay, and then you're just listening to the music, enjoying the music so much. Yeah, I almost bought Crypt of the Necrodancer, the original, because yeah. it's if you're listening to this on on in podcast form on Spotify or GameZillaMedia.com, it's too it, late. It's too late. <laughs> but if you're watching us live on Twitch or Facebook right now, I Go think it's it still now. on sale for like four dollars. Yeah, it's super cheap. But I was just like. I almost rather would put that four dollars towards yeah. uh, Cadence of Hyrule just because I love the music from Zelda. It is really one of the things that makes the franchise so special. Yeah, and I think uh, well, we got twenty four ninety nine spot. Reasonable. Yeah, it's not terrible, but it uh, it's cool. And and you know the it's one big map, and you have four major bosses that you're working through, and it does have some roguelike uh, mm-hmm. functions to it. Very unique game. Very cool. And for people that don't understand it, don't not don't like run away from it so quickly. Maybe try to if if you're unsure, maybe try to wait to see if the sale hits eventually. But um, I saw it and instantly was like, "This is super unique. I want it." Yeah. So, oh, what else we got here? Uh, Oh, we can't can't pass it over. We can't pass it over. Three. This is the game. It has rock climbing of E3. Rock climbing. Oh, you mean Breath of the... Are you talking about some sort of Breath Mm -mm. of the Wild follow-up or something? Better than Breath of the Wild. Well, Breath of the Wild is mostly rock climbing. That's what makes the game great. but this is better. So you're saying they took the rock climbing from Breath of the Wild and made it its own game. I mean, it's part of a game, the game of the year, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020. Yeah. (laughs) Man, it's going to come out November 2019, and yes, it indeed has rock climbing in it. Man, some some of the games they showed off look so stupid. Oh, man. (laughs) I was like, why are they making these games still? And... Okay. They have to sell. I, I, I like. I've never paid attention to the whole so- Mario Sonic Olympic like um, yeah. you know thing. It has to sell well because they keep making them. But like, who buys these games? Parents. Parents have to buy them. Damn for it, the kids. parents! Just get smarter. As someone who owns Nagano Winter Olympics on the Nintendo sixty four, like I know how fun an Olympic game could be. Uh, the <laughs> The issue is, I know how how depressed of a child you must have been. But the the issue is like <laughs> no Olympics. Oh god. The issue is rock climbing is not a sport. It's it's a means whoa, man. Whoa. It, it's a means of 
climb like climbing isn't a sport in general. You can give me you can climb anything. It's not a sport. It's a it's a physical exertion. At Whoa, best. man! Uh, but they also sort of like tread rowing lightly, bro. I'm, I'll tread as heavy as possible. Man, on what's a sport and what's not a sport? How is it, how is rock climbing not a sport? Have you ever watched the two guys race up the wall and hit the buzzer to see who's faster? Isn't that? I mean, that's athleticism. That's a race. That's a sport. That is, you're a dweeb. Just go outside and climb some rocks. You don't have to race someone <laughs> for your own personal have you achievement. Ever seen how fast these guys go up the wall? It's insane, man. You, uh, they go up the wall faster than I can run on the flat ground. Wait, listen, listen. <laughs> the only, the only way you're going to get me to watch rock climbing in any facet is in Mario Sonic Olympics. No, 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 no. If it becomes like NASCAR and there becomes a really high chance someone's gonna fall and well, get hurt, all in, well, I mean, I guess they could. Still no get harness, hurt. it's free. No harness, it's free climbing, <laughs> and these guys are racing, and a rock blade breaks, and this guy goes no, and just falls to like <laughs> yeah, a crippling that, demise. That's a hundred percent the deadite sport right there, the sociopath sport. Yeah, then it's a sport. Yeah. It's a sport of life and death. Like, <laughs> then you're drinking the beer, going like, I'm gonna make a left turn, and then they go on the wall, and you're like, yeah, crash, baby, NASCAR. <laughs> the best sport ever. NASCAR is also not really a sport. It's just people driving a car. (laughs) Motorsports? Get out of here. Uh, (laughs) Man, what's your take on esports? Dude, they're video games. (laughs) It's cool, but let's not not get carried away with... uh, like We went over this uh, probably two years ago. I don't believe people that are esports athletes are athletes they're <laughs> video game players you can be really good it doesn't make you athletic i don't know man some of these guys are ripped <laughs> that's okay some of the other guys aren't but they're still good at the game just like cabby cabby yeah just saying you got baseball players you got big baseball players you got oh you got, M- miguel cabrera yeah cabby yeah 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 you got some you have some i probably you probably have some esports people that have secret families that they're Taking care of on the down low. I don't know. I don't like Miguel Cabrera. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> All right. Anyways, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, Tokyo 2020, going to be going to be on fire. Grim's game of the year, so game he can year. play rock climbing, which apparently is a the, sport. The best part was that you like you like instantly latched onto that game. It was like Grim's game of the year, like, <laughs> like blowing up your phone. Like this is you. Discord You're going to everything. Bowser is rowing a boat. This is your game. I'm like, what is wrong with? Again, we're not in the same room watching this, so I'm just kind of like trying to figure out like why you just latched onto that game as being my game. Peach and Daisy are fencing. <laughs> this is a video game. I was like, what did I do to you? Uh, all right. So <laughs> you've done plenty to me, <laughs> man. Dreamcast too. Um, but <laughs> Escape Escape Soul from uh, Twitch did say esports are not sports. So there you go. He's with they, you. You, you can call them electronic you. sports. You can call me sports, but they are not a sport. All right. Well, I don't know. I I, I disagree. But next up, <laughs> that's a debate for another day You'll, or a debate in the Discord. Be as wrong as you'd like. That's fine. I I will. Um, next game. This was the uh, this was like the most disappointing announcement. I think of the entire show for me. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Now, before everyone jumps down my throat, like, what do you mean? It's Animal Crossing. Like, I get it. I've I've had my moment with Animal Crossing. It was called the GameCube when there was nothing else like it, and I was like, this is cool. When you were sixteen. <laughs> yeah, this is really cool. I'm gonna play this. 
and I loved it. And I've played it on the DS and, and you know, throughout the versions that have come out, and I've had fun with it. New Horizons looks looks like Animal Crossing, advanced Animal Crossing. Cool. My problem with it is that they, like, show this trailer and they show this hype and they show, like, how you're going to be able to build your own island and do all these things. And then they're like, we know we told you it was going to come out in 2019, but uh, we need a little bit more time. We're delaying it to March 20, 20th, 2020. I was like, did you really just hype a game and then announce the delay of the game right after? Like, that is the Nintendo of Nintendo things to do. I was like, wow, Nintendo, wow. It was a swerve and a half when they're like, hype, 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 hype. I guess what? It's delayed. (laughs) We're going to keep you wanting more. It's the same as the, you know, the, uh, the Nintendo... Supply shortages that always happen. It's <laughs> yeah. you know, like you really want this. You're gonna have to keep waiting. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, I know you're not a big Animal Crossing guy, but if you're an Animal Crossing fan, the game looks like it's gonna be fantastic. It looks adorable. It's Animal Crossing. Um, and I like the idea that moving into like the Switch and and the current gen that we're in, obviously the concept of interacting with other people's towns and stuff is way easier than it used to be. I remember when you first were able to like visit another person's town, like that was so exciting. It was so janky and hard and just kind of cumbersome. Would you have to use like friend codes or yeah. something? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Oh yeah. I mean, but classic at the, Nintendo. At the same time, it just it was a little bit just you know it wasn't ready for the big time. I think this is the game that's really going to blow that wide open, and you're going to be able to collaborate and do things with each other, you know, within each other's towns and worlds and whatever. So that's that that is a very cool feature of it, along with just everything else that you're used to seeing with uh, Animal Crossing and what looks like the advancement of Animal Crossing, like the building mechanics and stuff that that were lacking in Animal Crossing that now because of games like Minecraft and because of these other games that have come out like Stardew Valley and stuff like that where you really have more capability they've added that to this version of Animal Crossing to try to keep it up you know up to pace with the other games out there so you know it's cool i just thought the delay thing was really really weird and so nintendo to do um but there you go. You know, it's not too far off. Did you did you hear that they made a statement of why the game was delayed? I mean, they needed more time. Well, they need more time, but they also specifically came out to say because we didn't want to put our employees through crunch time. I I get that, yeah, and and I mean, and I respect that. I guess to me, I just hated the way it was delivered. The delivery was it was just a mess. Like you don't <laughs> hype a game up and then go, oh well, by the way, we need more time. Here's what this was like. Like you could have delayed it like a month before E3. We're getting ready to record a podcast. You know I'm about to walk through that door. I walk through the door and go, "Who wants pizza?" And you're like, "Hell yeah, we're having pizza!" And I'm like, "In four weeks, I'm bringing pizza to before <laughs> yeah, the podcast, yeah. and we're gonna eat it then." <laughs> exactly. That there you go. That's perfect. That is the that's perfect. So you're excited. Yeah. You're getting pizza, yeah. but you thought you were getting pizza now yeah. or in a couple hours right. not in a month yeah, yeah. exactly exactly uh, you know and, and you know i i've also reevaluated something i said when we were talking about uh mario versus sonic at the olympics rock climbing is a sport especially if it's a race it's just stupid <laughs> <laughs> so okay so here's the deal now i now i agree with you yeah. like, good job yeah, rock okay. climbing is a sport it's yeah. just a stupid yeah. sport it doesn't need to be in a video game yeah, it also doesn't need to be an olympic sport if it, if it is same with esports though 
Esports not what they're esports. They're electronics. Okay, but what happens when when Mario vs Sonic um, Olympic Adventure twenty twenty two or whatever the next yeah. one's going to be comes out and it has esports as a as a game inside of it? <laughs> <laughs> so so wait so wait you're Mario playing like a little MOBA yeah and like you have to move his hand around to click the mouse yeah. and and then you know his left hand has to like chug Mountain Dew and then no, no, and then Red he has Bull, to get on, then, then he has to get on the top the, the keyboard and say something really toxic and mean to other. people. People? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, like, then drink bleach, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Slay your wrist, <laughs> Mario. You just got dark as hell. Go home and kill yourself. <laughs> you uninstall the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, it, then, then it's a sport. Then esports will have arrived. <laughs> when it's that meta that in a game about sports they're putting esports. Oh, perfect, perfect. All right, at least I know where we have to get for in order to get Deadite's respect. <laughs> Next game is one that we're very excited for. Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. Get ready. This game is something I've been waiting forever for. Um, and it's going to be released July 19th, 2019. So right, not far away at all. Um, you know, we got to see just more more trailer, more gameplay. We got to see more of the, the unique camera angles and how you can switch, which is something new that we haven't been able to do in other Ultimate Alliance or uh, X-Men Legend games. So it looks really cool. I can't wait to play it. And it's going to be a blast to play with, um, you know, with all of our um, co-op with our friends. Absolutely. But who's the uh, – do you have a character that you really can't wait to play as? Well, I was a little upset that unlike Ultimate Alliance 1, there won't be any Moon Knight. Yeah, well, they learned that Moon Knights really shouldn't be in the video game. <laughs> Man. And he probably shouldn't even be in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> you're, probably, you're probably right about that. I'm just saying, um, if you're going to dog esports and rock, rock climbing, we probably should admit that Moon Knight is just is really tier like seven. Tier seven of your superheroes or whatever, anti-heroes or whatever I, the hell I've never is. felt so attacked on this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to even remember from the trailer who all was playable outside, like the the main cast of characters, um, like your standard Avengers. I'm a big fan of the fact that mutants are back and yeah. the X Men X Men crews back. So I'm all about like running, and I'm sure this game's going to be similar. Where like if you run factions, you might get bonuses. I think they show that off in one of the tree houses that there okay. are buffs based on teams, just like in yeah. the old Ultimate Alliance. And game. so I'm I'm pumped to run like a, a, a legit like X Men Blue team or X Men Yellow team. You know, like an OG '90s style leotard. You know, X Men squad that would be really cool. Um, I'd also like to see like things like is. Uh, if you're if you run Cyclops and you blast your beam off Captain America's shield, can you like combo things and stuff like that? Uh, that would be cool too. Man, I'm already leaning towards Drax, maybe because yeah. I just pulled up the full roster. Yeah, uh, Drax. Groot. Groot, I'm, Groot I'm a, and Rocket because it's, it's a combo. So you run it. You run around with with Groot and Rockets on your shoulder. So that looked like a fun a fun character to play. Yeah, Nightcrawler would be really fun. I believe yep. he was in one of the X-Men Legends. Um, Wolverine was always fun back in the day. Sure. Uh, I, I'm, I am leaning Drax, Hawkeye, Hawkeye, Magneto. And, of course, your boy, Ghost Rider. Dude, Ghost Rider. <laughs> Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze. 
So, you know, I I don't like the roster as much as I like the roster for original Ultimate Alliance, but uh, there's still plenty to be excited about. Again, the omission of Moon Knight uh, is probably the, the biggest one, though. Can't I won't be able to get over that. Yeah. I, without Ultimate Alliance, I wouldn't have even known who Moon Knight was ever. <laughs> I was like, who, who is this Moon Knight? And then after that, I slowly gained interest. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, I'm excited for the game, but it, it's going to be... I mean, if you're into that top-down, just dungeon-crawler-style game that with a Marvel skin on it, then then you're going to enjoy it. I mean, don't, don't think too much into it like it's going to be, you know, something... Amazing, I guess. Yeah, this isn't going to be game of the year. Yeah, uh, it's just it, gonna be a fun game. It's not going to change your life, but yeah. if you played any of the X Men Legends yeah. or Marvel Ultimate Alliance, or what was that that kind of crappy online Marvel oh, Dungeon Mar- Crawler yeah, we got Marvel into for Heroes. two weeks? If if you liked any of those games even a little bit, you're going to have a great time with this yeah, video game. Exactly, it's, it is exactly what you think it's going to be. There's not gonna be anything hidden surprises here. It's just gonna be a fun dungeon crawling beat 'em up. Yep, that's it. All right, what we got next? Man, there, there's a lot of stuff that I don't think we need to go into because we are now at that hour point. Uh, a lot more ports got announced. Uh, um, real quick, we don't talk about it, but I thought it was interesting to see new Super Lucky's Tale uh, got announced for mm-hmm. the Switch, which was a Xbox exclusive. Absolutely. So, And I played it on the Xbox, um, beat the entire game. It was a really fun game. I think a lot of people will like that on the Switch. Because it's that ukulele game. Mm-hmm. It's that game that, like, but it, but it plays well. Yeah, so with three D platformers sort of being out of vogue yeah. right now, uh, that was one that was that was really good. You said, "Yep." Um, interesting, uh, Nino Cooney uh, yeah. remake coming to Switch. I thought that was one it, again. Nino Cooney is one of those games that I don't think I would ever choose to play, except for the fact that you've highly recommended the game. I, so I, I might like it. Yeah, I highly recommended it in the sense that it reminded me of Pokemon, like the they're like. The creatures that you're that you're collecting and that you're using to kind of build your team and stuff it it really was similar to Pokemon and except it's all done by you know Studio Ghibli and 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 Level Five and all you know all these famous um, Japanese companies that are really putting together this beautiful artwork along with a really fun game and the fact that this is a remake of the original I I really really recommend it because the original was so much fun. Uh, Nino Kuni 2, I, I never really got that into, um, so I don't have a fair opinion on it, but one I really liked. It's a beautiful game, that's for yeah. sure. Yep. Uh, another one that was a, a cool surprise that I don't think either of us knew about, and I know you were very excited, uh, Dauntless is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Yes, Dauntless. The um, new hotness. So I play a lot of Dauntless right now. Um, it's cross-play, so I'll, I play on my PC, jump in with people playing on the PS4. At one point, we were playing four people, one on Xbox, two on PS4, one, and myself on PC, and it ran, ran great. So now insert the fact that you're going to be able to play on the Switch. Um, the game's fun. The graphics aren't crazy, so I feel like it, it'll fit on the Switch and not feel overwhelming. Um and it's a you know it's a free to play four player PVE just you go hunt beasts you col- you grind you collect you collect items you make your armor better you buy new armor new weapons and you just you just kind of do that over and over again it's kind of monster hunter minus some of the monster hunter bullshit that some people don't like to deal with nice uh three real quick hits from Bethesda Wolfenstein Youngblood the follow up uh Slash additional story to go with Wolfenstein 2. 
Uh, looks like it's going to be a, f- a full sequel of sorts, and that is coming out uh, on the Nintendo Switch in July. With uh, two-player co-op. Two-player co-op. Looks super cool. You play as uh, BJ Blazkowicz's uh, twin daughters. Uh, Doom Eternal uh, will be released this year on Nintendo Switch, something that we, we knew was going to happen. Uh, and then Elder Scrolls Blades, which is the mobile version of Elder Scrolls, is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Cross-play, so. cross-progression, which, so, I mean, not that I'm a huge mobile gaming fan but th- this mm-hmm. is a cool idea that if you're playing it right now or if you wanted to start playing it right now um, by the time it comes out on the switch and if you want to move over it, you'll you, all your progression will move over so that's that is nice you did miss a couple big ones like final fantasy crystal chronicles remastered edition coming out winter 2019 I don't want to be disrespectful and play the fart sound. So I'm yeah, not going that to. Um, I, I don't even like why, why, why even do that? Like, I think you could play Crystal Chronicles on the mobile phone for God's sakes. Like, mm-hmm. it's remastered. It'll look good. It did have the it did have like the four player co op uh, back on the Dreamcast or sorry the uh, GameCube days. So like, I don't know. I guess so, but I never cared for Crystal the Crystal Chronicles like series. So that one that one's a weird for me. And I also thought Alien Isolation is is. It, I mean, you're talking about a pretty, pretty old game now that's being ported over to the Switch. That Isolation was the one that was, yeah, because it was the like heavily survival. survival one, opposed to Colonial Marines that was like the shoot 'em up. Well, yeah, Colonial Marines that was a disaster. Gearbox Is- Isolation was actually a highly rated game. My concern is, is that it's a very dark game, and and nothing against the Switch, but again, the performance side of it, I don't know how well that game's gonna perform on the switch I, i'm interested to see who's porting it and and i would like to see some early gameplay of it to see what it's going to look like yeah no doubt but yeah that's that about covers it though we oh, there's two, two no last, two no last. i think that covers oh, okay it. okay no i guess we're done here <laughs> go ahead uh last two big announcements that closed out uh the nintendo uh direct for the week of e3 was they announced one more Smash Brothers fighter, and I absolutely love this. This was my favorite Smash Brothers announcement because it starts off the same way the Don the the King K Rule announcement started off, where they sh- but they show Donkey Diddy and King K Rule chilling in Donkey Kong Donkey Kong's hut, and you know all of a sudden this little puzzle piece comes flying through, and that's the moment you know exactly what's going on. And they look outside the window, and boom, there's the shadow of, you know, of Banjo and Kazooie. And you're like, yes, Banjo-Kazooie, man, they're, they're coming to Smash Brothers. It's a, a character, fa- characters, I should say, that fans have wanted forever. And then the, you know, it's revealed that, nope, it was just Duck Hunt, just playing the prank. The same way that King DDD did for King K. Rule. And then, boom, here comes Banjo and Kazooie to take out. Uh, Duck Hunt, and it, they show off the footage, and it that was really exciting. So for me, the Dragon Warrior um, or Dragon Quest, I should say, announcement wasn't exciting at all. Seeing Banjo and Kazooie make it to Smash, which is a, a dream come true, and you know, fingers crossed, hopefully continue to build the relationship between Microsoft and Nintendo to maybe get Banjo ports, that sort of stuff. Like seeing that bridge rebuilt yep. uh, was really cool. So it, it's it's overall it's good for Smash Brothers fans. It's hopefully good for fans of Rare and Nintendo. Yeah, I don't have anything to add to that. I, I like the announcement, and I like the Microsoft-Nintendo collaboration that seems to continue uh, moving forward at, uh, daily. So. Absolutely. Yep. And then the last thing that they that they teased us with is they showed us uh, a cinematic. 
not in a lot of ways, not different than what we saw. I don't know. What is it now? Five, six years ago. It seems like it was forever ago. Now they showed us a cinematic to tell us that a sequel to breath of the wild is in development. So they showed link and Zelda in a dungeon with some evil sort of swirling around and welling up. And you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have it in front of me. I can't recall every detail of it. Uh, but it clearly is going to be a direct follow-up to Breath of the Wild, opposed to the way the Zelda franchises jumps around in timelines and styles and so many different things. This is seeming to be maybe the Majora's Mask of Breath of the Wild, where it's a direct sequel, same engine, same assets, new game, new experience. So uh, I, I was thrilled to see that that's what they're doing next. I didn't overhype because I know it could be three or four years before we see this game. Yeah, I thought so. Okay, here's the deal. Like Breath of the Wild deserves every award it's won. You know, it's a very good game. I thought that that the Nintendo fans fell into the same like the same trap over and over again. Yeah, and it's, and I don't I don't want to like I'm not talking bad about Zelda. Like great that they're doing this, and I really actually like like you said that they're finally at least giving it a try of a real sequel instead of just, like you said, jumping to a completely different art style, completely different universe, whatever, different link and all this stuff. Um, Wind Waker 2 or whatever it's going to be. Yeah. No, they're, they're, going, they're going the right route. But I fell for this two years ago when they did the same thing, even a little less, but they gave me a little bit of music and an icon and space, and they said Metroid 4. Metroid Prime 4 in development. And I was like, oh. And then, what, a year later, we found out they trashed the whole goddamn project. They th- they hire- they bring in the company, they you know, and-, and they're starting all over and blah, blah, blah. So my whole thing is that people, like, like I'm happy, like, people are happy good. The people that took the internet and just was like, Nintendo won E3 because of this. It's like, no, you cannot give a award to Nintendo that they won E3 because they told you a game is in development that could be four years down the road. That could be technically on the Switch Pro, you know, and won't even play on, on the on an original system, um, you know, like they've done in the past with 3DS games not working on, on D, you know, like stuff like that. Uh, or, or 3DS games working on the new 3DS, but not the old. 3ds like i i just am not ready to sit there and say oh damn yeah you guys killed it with this cinematic trailer that you've been holding on to for who knows how long and you show this like just pump the brakes pump the brakes a little bit i've been burned by this one hard and so i think for me i was jaded a bit where it was just kind of like cool but we'll see you know like that that's kind of where i'm at different group fit you know the best people are working on Zelda. I get all this, right? It's not Met- It's not the Metroid franchise, but I'm personally burned by the Metroid franchise. I've been burned previously by, let's be honest, Zelda announcements that just, yeah. just lingered and lingered and lingered, and you thought Nintendo had learned not to do this, yet here we are, and now you're kind of wondering, like, okay, the clock has started now, Nintendo, don't be old Nintendo about this. Be the new Nintendo that you're proving to be and get this done right. Yeah, and I, I agree with all your thoughts on that just because, you know, pe- I think people got a little carried away with the hype just because it is a follow-up to one of the greatest video games ever made. I don't have a problem saying that. 
But this, like, like I said, and like you said, this could be years away. I would have rather them closed out E3 with something that's more like 365 days away. Mm-hmm. Something that's, yeah. hey, this is our spring release next year. Oh, hey, here's a secret that we're going to drop for you. This is going to be a January. Like, I would have rather seen something a little more uh, relevant or my my tune totally changes. And, and I've, I think I've been pretty consistent about getting excited about gameplay over cinematics. I think when we talked about the Microsoft show, I did admit that there were a lot of the cinematics that made me excited for games that I had no interest in. This is a little different. This is a game I already have an immense interest in. I want gameplay. That's what I that's what yeah. I want. I want to see that it's closer to being done than what it really is. Yeah. And I mean and that's where they can change things in a year here when they actually drop the bomb and have a date and show you gameplay or something like that that could really surprise you and when you think about the fact that they are using the same engine they are using the same assets they have a lot of that already already for ready for them maybe the turnaround time on this is a lot less because of that but time will you know only time will tell and my whole thing is nintendo has come out and and said the only reason year one out of the switch they that they that they shared things that were far out was because they didn't have that short-term window to do but but they've always been that company that wants to show the here and now and and the and the near future they don't want to talk about the four or five year project that that they've never wanted to do that so the fact that they they ended with this to me either tells me two things it's not a four or five year project and because of the things that we said that they've already have maybe it's a shorter project there's a short shorter time length or they broke their own rules and now we're going to sit here and be like god we saw zelda back in 20 you know 2019 and the switch is on its way out and we don't know what's going on with with the breath of the wild sequel i think we are going to see closer to a majora's mask situation where it does come out quicker than we would expect it as the follow-up game but again that's still that still might be a year and a half or two years from today that might be holiday 2021 yeah probably or maybe if we're lucky spring 2021 yeah i think that's the earliest it would be would be like march of 2021 to follow that march cycle from the original zelda launch but uh, but that that was nintendo i uh I enjoyed what they did this year. Uh, I don't. There wasn't anything that just made me completely lose my mind over no. what they showed off. Um, I, I, we both agree we would have loved more about Metroid Prime Four, but we know the game was scrapped and re- started being rebuilt like six months ago or so. Um, it does concern me that the fact that they had nothing, no, nothing to mention at all, tells me that they scrapped probably everything yeah. and started from day one. Which means, who knows? Who knows how, when we're going to see this? I was really hoping that they were going to be able to save some assets and 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 not have to. But I feel like if that was the case, we might have at least had some sort of just progression update announcement. Yeah. And there were rumors for some Zelda ports, you know, like some of that other stuff. Where Super was the Nintendo Prime games Trilogy? on Switch? Prime, you know, there, there's just so many rumors of like things Nintendo fans want. It would have been cool to get any of them. Not a hint at hardware changing, mm-hmm. with all the rumors that are floating around, like nothing. And and to me, the reason why that bothers me is that you again, 
you have to take the advantages when a company gives them to you. And the fact that Sony sat back and let you just have the stage, this is your opportunity to go, you know, you didn't have to tell us everything, mm -hmm. but you could have at least, honestly, you could have just said, yes, the Switch Pro is in production. Mm -hmm. We have more to tell you later this year or early next year. Like, that's all you, like, that's it. Just, just say it. And, and and let me sit here and just wait. But the fact is you said nothing and you basically gave the you gave PlayStation a pass. You're like, cool, you weren't here? No worries. We're uh we, we didn't we didn't take the advantage. Yeah. You know, where I feel like Microsoft did kind of. Um Nintendo sat back and yes, they had a good show. And yes, they showed off a lot of uh games that are coming up, but it wasn't uh it wasn't what I expected. I was really expecting for them to come out and just you know, kind of not be the ordinary Nintendo. Yeah. So not terrible. You know, it was it was good. It was I don't want to call it great, but I, it was, I'd say in between good and great. Like you know, better than just just good. But um, you know, I would have loved some sort of Metroid, and I don't even need Metroid Four. I mean, like, where the hell is this rumored trilogy? Just give me the trilogy, and I will be content for a while. You know. Um, why don't you have a team working on, like, you did so well with Samus Returns. Port Samus Returns to the Switch, for God's sake. I might buy it again. I would play it all over again. Yeah. Let alone if you actually were developing, I don't know, something that picked up where Fusion left off or something like that. I would be thrilled. But, you know, none of that was there. And um, I was really expecting some shocker around the hardware, maybe some sh maybe some, some nice update to Nintendo Online. And not, just, there was just nothing. And it, it bummed me out. For sure. I will say this E3 was one of the strangest E3s mm -hmm. that I've um, covered. And, you know, it really, with the way that things went, I f it really shapes up E3 2020. To be a pretty big show, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I think you're. I think a lot of the details are going to come out before that, you know, for Scarlet and for PS5 and stuff like that. But E3 2020 is going to be that show where you're going to get your hands on all of that new equipment months, like you know, six months before it comes out. And so, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to uh, potentially pushing for our first E3 trip to be next year because i think that that'll be an iconic year to say that we went to e3 got our hands on a ps5 got our hands on an xbox scarlet potentially got to see what this switch pro or whatever they're going to call it is it's all going to be there i think i think it's a good goal for us for sure yep and uh you know so i guess that that, that wraps up e3 week, week for us that wraps up our attack on the news this week we did have a patreon poll News topic of the week. We'll we'll save that for next week. We'll make yeah. sure we make time for that next week. Uh, you know, shows running long. We just don't want to. We don't want to occupy your entire day. Well, I think here that, with I think they voted on a topic that like really can be a huge chunk of a show. Yeah, because there is some cool. Um, there's some cool technology there. So. That, that's exactly it. So a little teaser. We'll cover it next week. Uh, we want to talk about some of the retro gaming hardware that was shown off this year at E3. So that's something we will make sure we give it the proper time because I really don't want to rush through. That's the reason. Normally, I'm like, yeah, let's just keep going. Let's do it. I don't want to rush through this conversation because yeah. I know we're going to have a good talk about it. Uh, there was some cool stuff shown off, and uh, we want to give it, it It's just time. So we will make sure that there is time next week on the show for us to sit down and break some of that down for you. Yeah, sounds good. All right, well, uh, yeah, attack on the news. Uh, Zilla update for the week. Um, I started playing Stardew Valley, which was a terrible life decision. So uh, <laughs> I'm realizing I have a problem. 
Uh, Jurassic World Evolution, you build a park, you kind of do your thing, you have your dinosaurs, it's super addicting. Uh, having a little 16-bit farm and growing beans and shit is really addictive. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm seeing a trend here. I gotta not buy any more of these building-type uh, games. Yeah, no, uh, gaming, real quick, game, my gaming moment of the week is actually I started my purge. I, uh... We had the we had the local. You, you were killing people. Yeah, yeah. The, the <laughs> that purge. was this weekend. I didn't even know we could kill people this weekend. Yeah, sorry, man. You missed out. You went camping and you hid from everybody. Oh, I was gonna um, call. I didn't get purged. Yeah, but no, the uh, video game purge. So uh, you know, my game room has been getting just way too filled, and uh, so I I decided to kind of start kind of cutting ties with some of the stuff. We had a big uh, sale uh, here locally, and I was able to build a nice table and and you know. Um, Sling, wheel, and deal some stuff into other collectibles' hands or a collector's hands, and uh, have a good time. Met a lot of people, met some fellow podcasters, fellow gamers. Uh, got to hand out Gamezilla cards and network with people, but at the same time, kind of feel like a lot of my stuff that I let go of went to like good homes yeah. instead of just like into like a disc replay or something like that or a GameStop. So um, yeah, it was good, and so I spent the weekend kind of reorganizing my game room now that I've kind of. Um, reduced my clutter, I can get my uh, my game room back in order. So uh, that, that was my gaming moment, is feeling accomplished and feeling proud of the game room again because it's just getting a little out of hand. Yeah. So. Well, don't forget here at uh, GameZilla, we are hosted and live at GameZillaMedia.com as well as other great podcasts like the Legend of Retro podcast covering retro gaming, Noobs and Dragons, Tabletop, Dungeons and Dragons Action. It's a great story podcast. Last Action podcast. They did The Matrix this week. I need to listen to that one tomorrow. I'm going to make the time tomorrow to listen yeah, to The Matrix Yeah, show. I was excited about that one. I saw that. I was like, ooh, I did not know they were covering it. Now, one of my favorites. And of course, Noiseland Arcade, our Simpsons podcast hosted by Craig WK. Uh, if you're a Simpsons fan, it's a absolute can't miss. They're going chronologically through every season of The Simpsons, going episode by episode, breaking it down, and uh, having a good time with it. So that's all available. Same place as you listen to the GameZilla podcast, and of course, GameZillaMedia.com, iTunes, Spotify, and many other places. Yeah, and of course, we have our YouTube channel where we're covering the highlights of this show. We have Craig WK Long Plays, all sorts of stuff going on on YouTube. Uh, we got our streamers, both on Facebook and Twitch. So uh, that page is under construction. We're going to hopefully have it done uh, soon. It's been crazy around here. But you can catch all of our streamers like Matrix on stage, Craig WK, uh, myself, Grim the Dino. We have um, Owl Zero. Spidey 2KX and Player One Miggy, just to name a few. If I miss somebody, then I apologize. But there are there are a bunch of us out there streaming all sorts of different content. Our blog is loaded right now with E3 trailers and 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 release dates and stuff. So if we were talking about something that maybe you missed and you wanted to watch the trailer or whatever, it's all available on GameZillaMedia.com. You just go to the blog, you will find it there. All thanks to Craig WK. He did an awesome job as far as covering blog style while we were doing the podcasts. Uh, and then, you know, like I've, we've, we've said many, many times, come join the Discord. It's free. We have gamers all around the world that talk video games all day long uh, and even beyond video games. If you want to talk about movies and comics and all sorts of other stuff, it's all happening in the Discord. Super fun time. Join and come hang out with us. Absolutely. And don't forget, uh, if you listen to this podcast and you enjoyed what you heard here, or if you listen to any of, other, any of our other podcasts, GameZillaMedia.com, uh, your financial 
generosity through patreon.com slash gamezilla media means the world to us. It helps us keep uh, this podcast going. Uh, it goes towards our hosting, the programs we use to produce this. Um, every every dollar helps. So even if you become a $1 a month patron, uh, we would appreciate it greatly. And of course, there's great perks available for you by becoming a patron and joining us at Gamezilla Media. That's right. All right. Thanks for hanging out on episode 265 of the Games Little Podcast. We'll see you next week. Uh, remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game, game on. on.